And welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA. This is uh, Warren Landis, your host and Bible teacher here on Sunshine USA, broadcasting on such uh, great platforms as Anchor FM, Spotify, and several other platforms that you can listen to Sunshine USA on. It is so great and wonderful to be with you on this uh, particular Friday afternoon. And I'm just outside today enjoying the nice fresh air. And I'm (laughs) sitting where I'm right on top of a hill (laughs) looking at some traffic, looking at all kinds of cars going by. So it's just one of those uh, wonderful afternoons where I get out and enjoy some fresh air. And it is great to have you tune in wherever you're listening from. We're excited about the fact that we have listeners really all over America, for that matter, all over the world, and we thank God for every listener that we have, and I call it our Bible study and prayer family here on Sunshine USA. Well, today we're going to be in 2 Thessalonians. Um, It is our third day in 2 Thessalonians. And uh, I'm having to look it up here on my Bible, my smart app, uh, smartphone app that is. And here we go, Second Thessalonians. Uh, and um, hmm. this is not cooperating here. Well, let's see. Here we go. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 is where we're at today. And this is actually the final chapter in Second Thessalonians. So there's a pretty good chance we're going to finish this chapter today. Uh, and Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1 it says finally brothers pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread quickly and be held in honor just as it was with you and pray that we may be delivered from the wicked and evil men for not everyone holds to the faith but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one now as we take a look at these first few verses here he says first of all we we are to pray for, I believe, each other would be the correct interpretation here. Paul is asking uh, the church there at Thessalonica to pray for him. And so we as Christians, by example, ought to be praying for each other, lifting each other up in prayer, um, that the Lord may strengthen us and give us the strength and the opportunity to do what we need to do for him. He says, pray that the word of the Lord might spread quickly. (laughs) Might spread quickly. You know, Paul is perhaps of the opinion that he has only a limited amount of time on this earth to get out the gospel. And of course, that's true for Paul, and it's true for all of us. Uh, None of us know how long we're going to live. It might be just a little bit of time. It might be a whole long time. But what we need to do as Christians is learn to make the most of the opportunity that we have while we have it. 
and that's the big thing right there. Uh, I, and I thank God for the opportunity that I have to teach the Bible on the internet. You know, <laughs> I tell you, I love doing this. Um, I am so grateful that the Lord called me to do this. And I want to get the Word of God out to as many people as I can in my lifetime. Because I think that is so important. And I know that time is limited even for me. I don't know how, how much longer the Lord will let me live. I hope it will be a long time. But I just don't know. I mean, even now with my health, I'm sort of limited. But I try to do the best I can in terms of getting out the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and then... Paul says, uh, we have confidence in the Lord that you are doing well and will continue to do what we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Now, Christ gives us the ability to persevere, to hang in there, so to speak. <laughs> you know, a lot of times people ask me how I'm doing. I say, well, I'm hanging in there. I could probably just as easily say I'm persevering. Amen. Now, in verse 6, Paul gets down to business. Or you might say more serious business. He says in verse 6, Now we command you, brothers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> to keep away from any brother <coughs> who leads an undisciplined life that is not in keeping with the tradition you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us uh, you know, that was something that Paul made a big deal of. Paul wanted to live as close to the Lord as he could so that he could tell Christians, you know what, just imitate me, and if you imitate me, you'll be living for Christ. And But in order to ask someone else to imitate you, you have to make sure that you're living for the Lord, and that's what I know Paul did. Because we are not undisciplined among you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. Instead, in labor and until we labored night and day, that we should not be a burden to any of you. Not that we lack this right, but we wanted to make ourselves an example for you to imitate. Now, you know, um, Paul emphasizes that when he was in Thessalonica, he made it his point to um, work and work hard. He was a tent maker by trade. And so he basically manufactured tents. And that was actually something that a lot of people used. Uh, back in those days, hotels and motels were not very widely available. And many of the ones that were were not the kind of places where you would want to stay. And so most people that did any traveling at all, they needed a tent. And Paul made tents. In fact, he made two different kinds of tents. He made one kind of tent that was a small portable tent, primarily designed for one or few people uh, that were traveling. And then he made the bigger tents that would be erected, and these would be erected in places where you expected to stay for a while. And um, you might say in one sense of the word, Paul was one of the earliest textile workers. 
So those of you around the world that work in the textile industry, you have basically something in common with Paul. Uh, textiles is a part of what he did. Amen. <laughs> but he said he made and sold tents while he was there in Thessalonica, and he did this as an example. Now, it would have been perfectly legitimate for Paul to take up an offering like many evangelists do in this country. They hold a tent revival or they preach in a city auditorium somewhere and they take up an offering and Paul says, you know what, you have every right to do that. You know, Paul indicated that those who preach the word have a right to earn their living by the word. But Paul chose not to do that when he was in Thessalonica. He chose to make and sell tents. And that's exactly what he did. He made and sold tents. And, uh, and he did that because he didn't want to be a burden to them financially. He knew that they were a small church that did not have a lot of money. But he also heard that the reason some of them didn't have a lot of money is they didn't want to work. And Paul was trying to get out the idea that work is a good four-letter word. There's a lot of four-letter words that are bad, but work is actually a good four-letter word. And Paul said, if a man won't work, neither shall he eat. You know, he was serious about that. In fact... He says, for even while we were with you, we gave this command. If anyone is unwilling to work, he shall not eat. Yet we hear that some of you are leading undisciplined lives and accomplishing nothing, but being busybody. <laughs> In other words, what Paul is saying here, be productive. Have ambition. Ambition is not a bad word. It's actually a good word. And he says... Don't be afraid of work. You know, work with your hands. Be productive. And don't be lazy. Don't be idle. You know, because when you are idle, you have an overall temptation to get into all kinds of trouble. And so Paul is saying, don't be idle. You know, he says that we are to, um, you know, uh, make it a point to just simply uh, work hard and do our own work and keep out of other people's business. Don't be busybodies, you know. I tell you, there's some people, if they worked as hard at taking care of their own life as they did trying to take care of other people's lives, you know, their lives and a lot of other people's lives might be much better. Amen? And then he says, uh, at the very end there, he says, uh, working quietly to earn your own living. But as for you, brothers, do not grow weary in well-doing. In other words, if you're working, that's great, and don't grow weary in that. Now, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting a good night's sleep every night. They say that on average, uh, <laughs> we probably need about eight hours of sleep every night on average and we ought to take advantage of that getting as much sleep and rest as we can but uh, the rest of the time we need to be productive we need to have things on our schedule we need to have an itinerary and that's also very very important and then he says here take note of anyone who does not obey my instructions we have 
given in this letter. Do not associate with him so that he may be ashamed. Yet do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. You know, I think we have to be careful when it comes to judging others. You know, the Bible says we should not judge others. In fact, the Bible says uh, the way you judge others is exactly how God will judge you. And so we ought to refrain from being judgmental. We ought to instead pray for people. If somebody says something ugly to you, just pray for them. And just make up your mind you're going to find a way to reach them for Jesus. <laughs> That's the right thing to do. Amen? Amen. And then Paul says, starting in verse 16, and this is where we get toward the end of his letter here. He says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. In other words, you know, if we're living for the Lord the way we need to be living for the Lord, we're going to have peace. We're going to have contentment doing what God wants us to do. You know, um, there's a certain virtue that comes with being content with what you have. Now, that doesn't mean you don't want other things. It doesn't mean if you have uh, a good paycheck today that you don't want a bigger paycheck tomorrow. But learn to be content and thankful for what you have now. And then that which is bigger will come later. And then Paul says, uh, this greeting is in my own hand. Now, he's not putting the, the whole letter in his own hand, but he's putting the greeting in his own hand, Paul. This is my mark in every letter. It is the way that I write. And the way that, that he does is he would sign his name in real big letters. Now, we are never told, for example, what Paul's thorn in the flesh is. We know that Paul had a thorn in the flesh, and... All kinds of Bible scholars have all kinds of ideas as to what that thorn in the flesh was. Now, personally, uh, I have an idea of what it was. I think he had eye problems. And probably, if he lived in our day, he probably wouldn't have an eye problem because he would just get a good pair of eyeglasses or contact lenses, and I think that's what his problem was. But they didn't have anything like that in his day, so... The only way he could really write was to write really, really big, which is one of the reasons why Paul usually had somebody else doing the bulk of his writing for him. Now, over in the Old Testament, we note that um, over in the Old Testament, uh, we note that the uh, Old Testament prophets a lot of times had scribes that would write for them. Uh, that way they didn't have to get bogged down in the writing of a letter or in the writing of a message. They could focus on the message itself, and that was the way Paul did things, but for a different reason. His was because he had an eye problem that made it really very lengthy, uh, a very lengthy pro process for him to write. Uh, and that's why he usually got somebody else to write for him. But a lot of times he would at least sign his name at the end of the letter in his own handwriting, and it would be real big so that people would know it was Paul that wrote that letter. 
Now, once again, when Paul did that, he was also protecting himself because back in those days, there were many evildoers out there that would pretend to be people like Paul. And they would be telling people things uh, that um, were really contradictory to what Paul himself would normally be teaching. And so Paul says, um, I'm writing this in my own unique way so that you know that it's me who's writing this. And uh, that is a good thing. Then he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And this is a typical Pauline uh, closure there. Now, let's see. Um, that brings us to the end of Second Thessalonians. And between now and the next broadcast, I'll be spending some time seeking the Lord's guidance as to what we should do next, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, one thing about the Bible, you never run out of material. You know, with the Word of God, we always have something to study, don't we? Amen. And uh, I'm so thankful for that. Now, if you have any prayer requests or Bible study questions, I'd be glad to tackle those for you. The best way for you to do that is to send me an email at one of my two email addresses, and I'll be glad to answer your Bible study questions and uh, pray over any prayer requests that you have. And then if you give me permission, I'll be glad to share these prayer requests with our unseen, unnumbered radio audience, and they'll be praying for you as well. And uh, that'll be exciting because of the fact that you will have the comfort and joy of knowing that Christians all over America and all throughout the world are praying for you and whatever problem you have. My first email address is warrenlandis at yahoo.com. That's warrenlandis at yahoo.com and warrenlandis at gmail.com. All of this is lowercase, so it's pretty simple. warrenlandis at yahoo.com or warrenlandis at gmail.com. And um, if you like, you can also request um, that I give you my phone number, and I will give you my phone number by email, and that way you can uh, contact me to talk to me in person at some point, and I can personally answer your questions. So that's uh, another way that I can minister to you effectively uh, with uh, the gospel. Well, that brings us really to the end of an abbreviated uh, Bible study broadcast. Uh, I have found that a Bible study broadcast doesn't necessarily have to be long in order to be effective. And I have also found that people have a tendency to only listen 15 to 30 minutes at a time anyway. So I don't usually put a lot of focus these days on the really long broadcast. Instead, I focus on some of the shorter broadcasts. But from time to time, we do go longer. I, I like the fact that here on Anchor FM, I can go as long as an hour if I need to. And I like that. I think that's good. Well, anyway, that's going to bring us to the end of another broadcast. But don't fret none, because... This is Warren Landis saying goodbye, God bless you, and I'll see you next time 
on Sunshine USA.